Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the It Gets Better podcast. Today, I am here with Stephanie Elsperman, who is an entrepreneur, mentor, and mindset coach known for helping high achievers find their purpose and create the life of their dreams. She is the founder of the Fully Alive Movement and has served over 100 people internationally through signature coaching programs. I have followed her for a while over on TikTok. She is such a light and very genuine, very inspirational, so I cannot wait for you guys to get to hear all about her story. I am very excited to learn myself. So welcome, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you here. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Ah, I love that. So uh, I guess we'll just stop. We'll go like right into it. I'd love to hear all about what makes you you, your life story. Um, you know, basically the story of Stephanie. I love that. It's such a loaded question. Like how much time do you actually have? As much as you need. <laughs> I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. So um what I'll start with is that a lot of people ask me, like, how did I get into this work? Especially because we're going to talk a little bit about purpose today that you and I have spoken on a little bit. And when people look at that, they're like, oh, not a lot of people talk about purpose. Like what actually got you into this? And I always say my own shit. Like I always say it was my own life experience, my own stories, my own experiences that really got me into this. And so I was a type of person. I grew up constantly being a high achiever. And I don't know if you can resonate with this at all, but like being the person who on the outside, it always looked like I had it all together. Like just in a school standpoint, I was always the girl who got straight A's. I was the person doing extracurriculars, who was playing sports. Like I had checked all the boxes for looking perfect because that's what I thought that I needed to do in order to gain love and acceptance within my own life. That's how I got a gold star. And so even though it wasn't necessarily the thing that was always fulfilling me, it was the thing that gave me that high of achievement. I think a lot of us run on like that high of achievement. We get the hit of like, oh, I did a good job. Like mom and dad said they were proud of me or somebody thinks I'm really cool because I'm doing this. I'm going to do more of it. And so slowly we start to dissociate from ourselves and from our own true nature and what makes us us. And we start just living for that high of achievement, living for the high of like, oh, somebody liked that. And so I found myself doing a lot of this I ended up starting modeling in high school um so beyond just playing sports then I was also modeling and that was its own it was basically like having a career from the age of like 14 until 17 which is just wow. so wild looking back just like being in very very adult spaces being exposed to different things and different people and and things like that and that was really where I found myself basically taking that high of achievement to the next level right because not only are you getting the feeding from like your peers and your parents of like wow you're doing something so amazing and so new but then you're also getting it from like your paycheck and from your agents and from people who are telling you like oh my gosh you're gonna be like the next big thing and that was like the achievement on steroids for me and so I feel like that's really where the internal work started to become amplified. And I really started to recognize like how miserable I actually was. Like when the cameras went away, when I was actually just with myself, that was when I was like, I always say like, I, I might have looked like societally the most successful or the most beautiful in the room, but I was always the most miserable because I didn't actually know myself. I was just living for those hits of achievement and the highs. And so that kind of led me to my first rock bottom, I would say, because I feel like we have multiple within our lives. I never feel like it's just one. Uh, but that was like the first rock bottom where I remember imagining my life. I had just gotten back from Paris Fashion Week, which was a wild experience in and of itself. 
And I had this whole plan that I was going to go back to Paris and I was going to model for a while and um, not go to school and just kind of pursue that path because it was where I got like the high and everybody, you know, telling you wonderful things about yourself. And um, I just remember imagining my life until I was 40. And I was like, if this is my life, I actually will not survive it. And at the time I was dealing with an eating disorder and a lot of different mental health and physical things at the time. But again, like that high was just keeping me all together. And I remember just feeling that sensation of like, if that's my life, like, I don't, I don't want this. Like I can't do this anymore. And that was when I really felt something greater than me kind of pick me up off of the floor and say, well, there has to be something else. There has to be something different. And so from that point, that was where I had this huge awakening I would call it maybe like my spiritual awakening It is kind of where I got in tune with spirituality and with something greater than myself. Because at that point, that was not me who made that change. Like I was so in it, like I could not see beyond it. It was something so much greater than me that kind of came through. And um, from there, I walked away from like everything that I had associated myself with, everything that I thought was like my light and my path. Mm. And was like, I'm going to start the process of really understanding myself. And so that was the first step. But then, of course, after that, I still had that little high achiever within me. So then I ended up, you know, bringing that into the corporate path and being like, oh, well, this is where I get my high. I'm really good. I'm smart. I can climb the ladder. I can do all these different things. And so instead of modeling, I traded it. And I was a little bit different. I was a little bit more self-aware. I understood myself, but I still caught myself like it's addicting. You know, I think we're all addicted on some level to that high. And, and I found myself in the addiction again of like, oh, well. Now I'm just going to chase this path of like, well, I'm, I'm getting A's in school and I'm getting all the internships. I'm getting all the opportunities. Like, I guess is what I'm supposed to do. And again, like I found myself, I basically ended up, what I think is that if we're not listening to our own gut intuition, our body will also speak to us. And that was really, really key in both of these experiences. And so my body ended up speaking to me and Basically, I woke up in the hospital with a false cancer diagnosis, which was wild. And I just had had a swollen lymph node. I was at a time where I was like working myself so far into the ground that I was constantly sick. And so my lymph nodes swelled up. So they took me to the hospital. I was so out of it. I didn't really know what was going on, but I had a doctor come in and say, well, they think it's lymphoma. (laughs) And in that moment, I knew it wasn't true, you know? But it was hearing those words and knowing, like, I did this to myself. Mm. Like, I know I got myself here because I knew that me not listening to that inner knowing, not knowing that I wasn't meant to be doing what everybody else was doing. I wasn't meant to be following this corporate path. I was meant to be doing something for myself. I always had those inklings, but I never wanted to listen to it because I was so afraid of what other people were going to think of me or say, or my parents were going to say, or like, I couldn't possibly do that. You know, the repercussions, all of that. I just ignored it until this moment and it was my biggest wake-up call because I was like oh my god I know that this is false but what next you know like if I don't listen this time then what's going to happen and what's actually going to happen in my body I felt like it was like a chance you know where it was like life was showing me kind of where my body would take me if I kept ignoring it and what my life would be like if I kept ignoring it and I was so freaking blessed that it wasn't that it was false but I took that lesson and I was like okay I don't care what I have to do. I don't care what I have to step away from. I don't care what labels or what ideas I have to give up. Like, I just need to be out of pain and I'll do it. Like, I don't care. I'll do it. 
And so then that kind of set me again on that path, like even deeper this time of like, who am I? Like, what is it that I actually want? And I took some time away from school. I traveled to Bali. I got my feet back under myself. I understood what it was like to be a kid. And then from there, I kind of started to look at, well, what do I want? And then that kind of started my path of entrepreneurship. That is that's a journey. So what was it? You said you were in corporate for a while. What was that like? I feel like as someone who's also like an entrepreneur, like I actually never had a corporate job. I started doing content when I was younger, um, when YouTube was like a brand new thing. And so I've never had like a full, my only job I've really ever had. I worked at a hotel front desk once and like at a pizza shop. So I've never really had like a corporate job, but I feel like most people I speak to who are entrepreneurs or have that like that spark inside them to work for themselves, usually working in corporate feels draining. It feels really tough. I know I have a lot of people that listen to this that are in corporate, but they are constantly messaging me like, oh my gosh, like I feel so drained every day. Is that how you felt? Yeah. So for me, it was that sensation. I remember coming back at like four o'clock, which is like kind of early for most people, like four o'clock and being like, oh my God, I don't even have energy to go to the gym. And I was like, how do people do this for their entire lives? And then I remember sitting down, this was at like one of my first internships. I remember sitting down with the HR manager and she was just like taking me through, you know, the benefits and things like that. And they were talking about vacation and they, what was it? You start with like 12 days of vacation and then it goes up by one every single year. And I was like, oh, <laughs> one day I was like, what? What? Like, I don't, I, cause I could already feel being so drained. And I was like on top of that and like not getting that much of a break. I could see myself totally going down the path of just living for the weekends, you know? And so I was that girl. I knew I wasn't going to stay there. Like I knew that that wasn't my path, but I knew that I needed to learn a few things from yeah. those experiences. And so for me, I, I looked at like, okay, so how can I make this match my dream life? This oh, is I literally what I did. So I would sit at my desk. First of all, I decorated it with like crystals and like cards and shit. And people oh, made fun that. of me so bad. <laughs> they were like, what is that? Like, what do you think it does? Like, it was so funny. But I was like, this is how I would decorate my desk. Literally. Oh my God. It's so funny. I have like cards and and a crystal next to me. But I'm like, that was how I would decorate my desk if I were working for myself. And then on top of that, I was like the girl, I was so bad. I would multitask and like listen to a podcast as I as I was at work where I'd take my lunch breaks and I would go like write for my blog because back then mm. I was like, <laughs> cool. um, or I'd go and meditate or I'd read books that really like just made me feel something you know, and I would find different ways to start to bring that in. I would go to seminars on the weekend. I would spend my weekends working on things that I wanted to work on that kind of gave me that sense of aliveness, even when I felt really drained at that job. Mm. So you kind of always had that, I don't say looking towards the next moment, but while you were in corporate, you know, you're like, let me make the best, the most of this. Let me make this something where it's beneficial for my future. Yeah. I love that. And you mentioned yeah. going to Bali. Um, sorry, we about to say something else. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Go for it. Uh, you mentioned going to Bali and you said you had kind of like an awakening and everything. I'd love to hear more about that. How long were you there? Um, tell us all about it. I love that. That was like my exodus. I went to Bali. So it was, it was really interesting just to tell you a story. I remember not knowing anything about Bali. At the time, it was not the destination that I feel like it is now. I feel like mm. it's, it's almost like 
normal for like influencers to go there. Like we kind of know, but I knew nothing about it. I knew one girl on Instagram who had been there and then um, a musician who like had a place there. And that was it. That was all that I knew. I thought it was just like, there was nothing really there. It was just the jungle and the ocean. And that was it. But I felt this pull in my heart. I was like, I want to go to Bali. And I remember bringing this to my parents. <laughs> they were like, Bali? Like, really? are you sure Bali? Like that's all the way on the other side of the world like literally all the way on the other side like what about like Costa Rica what about like South America and I was like no I need to go to Bali and so within two weeks of that time I was on a flight to Bali like it was like all of the things connected where I was supposed to be oh. there and so I was there for about um two and a half months and the only way that I could like make it logical because at that time I had a very very loud logical mind the only way I can make it logical is if I was volunteering or like doing something beneficial um and so I taught English there for a while in a school and then just like learned how to be a kid again that's and amazing. so I, I thought, love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I thought you know Bali is this destination I was like I'm gonna be so spiritual I'm gonna wake up at five and meditate I'm gonna go to yoga every day and I'm just gonna like really get in tune with myself and know my next step and I got there and it was quite the opposite experience. Like I remember the most pivotal, like the most spiritual thing truly, because it was the thing that expanded me the most was I went through a period where the only thing that I was worried about was where we were going on the next weekend, you know, just like meeting people along the way and like planning these trips. Like I had never been a kid like that, you know, and especially working from a young age from like 14 and like actually like having a job in school. Like I never had a time where I was like, oh, I'm just a kid, like aside from my like very young childhood, you know, I didn't have, I didn't give that to myself ever. And so it was like this full permission slip to be able to do that and to experience life. And then I had, there was one experience that kind of shifted everything, one like quote unquote spiritual mm -hmm. experience, if you want to call it that, where um, I went to a meditation. It was like a drumming circle. And <laughs> I was like, I guess sounds good I'll go and so I went and as I was laying there I got a very clear message around what I was meant to do once I got back from Bali and that was that I was meant to go home and learn like I remember the message was so clear like learn learn from the people I was very blessed to have mentors at that point um learn from your mentors like you have so many rich like resources books uh, podcast like go home and learn just learn and that was kind of the start to me understanding my own path and therefore then being able to help other people wow I love that so what was it when you came home that you started learning like was there anything specific that you wanted to learn or just in general yeah so for me it was it was in general go home and learn mm -hmm. and what I started with I went with where I was called to so it wasn't like I had like a whole list of books that I wanted to read or something yeah. like that. I was just like, what kind of calling to me next? So at that point I went through Reiki training. Um, so I got certified as a master Reiki healer, which is more of like an energetic healing modality. So I started very much in a spiritual realm. Um, and then I, I also um, did my yoga teacher training. So that was something that I did that I had always wanted to do. And then I had just various um, spiritual mentors, shamans, people like that, where I just kind of immersed myself in the community. And I understood like, what are the gaps? What are people wanting to learn? And really just let myself be in that and soak it all up. I love that. Do you feel like from your time in Bali, when you started doing all this learning that you kind of figured out like what your purpose was in life? Yeah. So I feel like it's where I more so clarified that piece of like, I desire to help and empower mm -hmm. other people. 
Is that you know, what you think where your I purpose know. is? Would you say yeah, that? So I've, my purpose, I, so I'll describe kind of my take on purpose a little bit. I feel like we have what I call three layers of purpose. So we have our overarching purpose as human beings on this planet, which I say is to love, to serve and to grow. So to love ourselves, to be in the energy of love, to build bridges, to serve other people, to serve ourselves, and then to continually grow and expand over time. Like, I feel like if we want to make it so, so, so basic, that's really what we're here to do and to play, like to really have fun with it as human beings. Like I see this as like one beautiful playground. So that's like the overarching piece. Mm. And then what I feel like is we have our own little purpose code. So this is like, what were your own unique experiences? What were your own um, values? What's your vision? What are your desires? What, is, what are you passionate about? What's your skill set? All of those things make our own like unique purpose or mission. So if I'm talking about my unique purpose or mission, I definitely feel like it's to see people feel successful and fulfilled at the same time. So I know for me, like the biggest thing is I always thought I had to trade my success for fulfillment or like I had to trade my fulfillment for success. So I either was going to be a hippie living in Bali, not doing anything and just be absolutely fulfilled. Or I was going to be super, super successful climbing the corporate ladder and just not fulfilled at all. And so what I believe is that there is that we are meant to have both actually. Mm -hmm. And that success follows fulfillment. So I feel like that's my own like unique purpose mm -hmm. in all of it. I love that. If there's anyone listening right now who feels kind of lost and they're like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is, um, where would you tell them to start? Mm. I love this question because I wish I could give one blanket answer of like where to start. But I always say like, go where you are called. Like, what is it that you feel really called to learn about without attaching yourself to the outcome of what it's meant to look like 20 years down the road or what you're supposed to do with it? Like, what if you were to just follow that gut impulse? Because I feel like our gut is really the GPS with our purpose, right? It's meant to help us get closer and closer and closer every day. And through life experience, that's how we really learn, like, what lights you up and what doesn't light you up and, like, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And that's kind of how we move through life. But I think you can also look back at childhood and look at, like, what is it that you always wanted to do? Like, what did you love doing as a kid? And it might not directly relate, but I think there are really good pieces. Like I know as a kid, this might be the cancer in me. Like I would just play with baby dolls. Like I would take care of baby dolls like all day, every day. Like that was, the, the, those were the only toys that I loved. And then beyond that, I wanted to be an actress. And I remember specifically not wanting to be an actress because I wanted to act, but I wanted to be up on a stage. Like I wanted to be able to connect with people in that way. So there are different elements of that that now I bring into what I do. Mm -hmm. But really it's like getting back to like, what do you actually like? What makes you feel alive? It's where fully alive comes from. When you follow those things, they're bound to lead you to purpose. Wait, so tell us a bit about fully alive. It's fully alive movement, right? Yes. So the Fully Alive movement, basically, I launched as the greater movement behind everything that I do. So I always felt like what I do, and I think what we all do in terms of purpose is much greater than us. Like, I know that this is not about Stephanie Elsperman. This is about something greater than me actually moving me, like the movement moving me. And so I wanted to create something, especially in like building a team that's not just, you know, the Stephanie Elsperman team or show or whatever, but like, what is the movement that we're all behind? And to create something that other people can borrow when they are looking for a purpose until they really find their own. And so that's where Fully Alive movement came in, which is essentially just the movement, the mission 
I'm desiring to see people like actually alive within their lives. Cause I know for me, like my biggest breaking points were like, I look like I'm living a life, but like I'm dead inside. Like I don't feel alive. You know, I feel stuck. I don't feel like I'm actually living. I feel like my life is just passing me by. And now, you know, I have a lot of energy because every single day I feel like I get to create, I feel so blessed. Like I'll never become numb. And I hope I never become numb to how like magical this path is and this life that I get to live and empower other people. And it's really through just doing those things that make you feel fully alive. I love that. Was it scary, you know, going from like the societal norm of what the world expects to you? Like, did you have a lot of pushback from like family, friends when they're like, oh my gosh, this is a horrible idea? Yes, 110%. No, I am very blessed that now my parents get me. And um, I had mentors in my life who kind of understood me. And I've always just been very driven in that way. But I still have people in my family. I still have friends who will never understand what I do. And I was having a conversation with a client earlier today where I was like, you know, it's not actually their responsibility to get you or to get what you do. And for me, I had to really get okay with that, where it's like, this is not their path. This is my path. And so, you know, my parents not getting it or my family members not getting it or my friends being like, Steph, what are you doing? Like, you have everything. Like, what, what's, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And like thinking that I was crazy doing all of this. It's like, well, they're not supposed to get it. Like I'm the only one who's supposed to get mm. it, but <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are listening right now and it might not even be in a business aspect, but maybe they're wanting to do something that is kind of off the beaten path. Maybe they're wanting to not do the nine to five. Maybe they don't want to live in a suburb a suburb like their parents. Maybe they don't want to get married or have kids or maybe, you know, they have like a different path than someone. Um, what would you say to someone who has a calling to do something different, but they don't have the support in their life? I would say... First of all, I, I, one of the most pivotal things that I ever did for myself when I felt the most alone was I made a spreadsheet (laughs) and I made a spreadsheet of if I really needed something, who could I go to? And a lot of the people in the spreadsheet were not people that I had talked to in a really long time, but people who I knew kind of had my back, you know, even if they weren't going to understand it, they would still have my back. And that was so helpful for me recognizing how supported I actually was. And I know that that is a privilege. That's not something that necessarily everybody has, but I would invite people to look at like, where's the support that maybe you might not directly be looking at or that you feel like you might have lost, quote unquote, someplace along the way and really see if like, okay, are there people that I could actually tap into here? And then in terms of like finding it within yourself, I think the biggest piece around going through something within your life and chasing your own dreams and achieving what you really desire is getting so strong in your own core that you know that you have you. Where it's like, even if this is the most incredible thing and it matches up with my vision and it is for me amazing, but also if it ends up not panning out and it's not exactly the thing that I thought that I wanted, I also have me too. Like I still have got me, I can hold myself through this. And when we can hold ourselves through it, that's really what I see is like allowing us to become invincible if there is such a thing, because no matter if it's wonderful or if it's kind of shitty, we can still hold ourselves through the whole thing. Mm. You talked before about how you called yourself like an, what, like an overachiever or a high achiever. Do you still struggle with that now? Yeah. You know, I think our mess is our message. 
So it's something that I come up against every single day within my life. And I'm so glad that I do because it's what makes life so rich. You know, I feel like if we actually ever became fully quote unquote healed, then life would be very boring, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so for me, it's not necessarily, I'm, I'm much more aware. So it's not something I struggle with like so deeply. I feel like we struggle when we're not aware, but I'm aware so that I can actually shift and adjust my life. Cause there will always be that part of me that wants to go into overdrive. That wants to like do, do, do that wants to go, go, go. But I know that that doesn't necessarily bring me fulfillment. And so when I'm in that pattern, I get to check myself and say, what's actually going on here? What's actually important right now? I feel like awareness is such an important thing that people don't think about. And it's so simple. I mean, it's really hard, but it's also so simple. Sometimes people are looking for all these different answers and things to change. I'm like, sometimes just being aware changes everything. There's this quote <laughs> I learned um, on the Ed Milet podcast. I'm not sure if you've ever listened to it, but he talked about step away from the window and look into the mirror, meaning like often we're looking for everyone else outside to give us an answer. He's like, but the moment you look in the mirror, then you're like, okay, wait, now I'm aware of what I'm doing. And I, I always think that's, I love that. Also, sorry. So good. I also is it loud? Do you hear that? The sirens? Okay, good. There's, I'm in New York, so it's just loud <laughs> sirens going by. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do we need to pause? Okay, as long as you can hear it, we're good. I think Zoom does a really good job at like cutting out the background noise, okay. which I'm like, I love that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> New York. Uh, but I was going to mention that I see this all the time on TikTok. So I don't know if you get comments like this, but people will be like, but how? Like, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you're missing the point. Like the point is actually to become aware of your patterns. <laughs> it's like, I could totally break down how I did it, but how you did it is going to be much different. But like, let me show you like, Hey, this is actually a pattern that might be happening. Everybody wants like the quick fix. Everybody uh-huh. wants like the one sentence, the, the simple trick, you know? And it's like, of course I have those, but that's not the bulk of it. You uh-huh. know, the bulk of it is the awareness is like looking in the mirror at yourself and understanding that piece. I love that. Uh, you're pretty active on TikTok, right? I am. I haven't, I feel like that's kind of where I really expanded my business. And then I took a couple of years and I wasn't as active, Okay. but now I am. Okay. I love that. Are you a big, like for people who are listening, who want to maybe start any kind of online business, do you recommend TikTok? I love TikTok because of the reach. Mm. Well, what I will say is that everybody has a platform that's going to work best for their, them and their own energy. I will never say one size fits all. I will never tell you to force something that doesn't feel like a yes. Mm-hmm. Why I like TikTok in my own personal experience is that, hey, I remember when I started, I was like, nobody knows me here. Like, <laughs> it's not my Instagram where sometimes I feel like Instagram's like, oh, you know, it's like the people from high school and my family members are like looking at me here. It's just something that we're more used to. So it doesn't feel like, oh, I could just try anything, you know, because we're so used to the patterns and the trends and whatever. But I remember when I got on TikTok, I was like, yeah, nobody knows me. I have nothing to lose. Like, let me just create whatever content and see what sticks and see what feels good to me and what lights other people up. And so I love that piece. And I think what I love about it is the authenticity of it. Mm. And I feel like Instagram can sometimes, and I mean, I play into this too, like Instagram can sometimes look a little bit more filtered. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least I've felt the sensation of my own perfectionist comes up on, on Instagram a little bit more. And I feel like on TikTok, what works is the more unfiltered you are, like the more (laughs) potent it is. Like, I feel like we're actually connecting with people on the flip side. I definitely think that the little snippets don't always give like the full picture. There are definitely more trolls on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I feel like, (laughs) you know, like people kind of feel like they can 
say whatever on, on your post. And I'm like, oh, that's a spicy one. Like that's fun. So that's the only thing. But like it's bound to happen. So I always say, like, it's good that it's happening now. And I'm not just like blind that there are gonna be people who don't like you, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really great. So the organic reach, I think, is mm. is awesome, even though it's you know, it's always shifting, but it's another yeah. way to grow a community. So let's talk about creating an online business. You said that you are really, you really love talking about how you create it, you know, like with the strategy, but also energetically. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So just like I was saying with TikTok, you know, it's not one size fits all, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's always going to be something that works for you that lights your energy up. So how I was taught business um, was a very masculine way of like, this is what you do. Like, these are the five steps of how you grow a business. And I got stuck in that box so deep. Like I didn't feel like I had any creative ideas because I was just stuck kind of creating a business according to a template. And so what I've learned and what's worked for me is that your energy plays such a huge component. It kind of goes all the way back to that spiritual basis that I really started with is like, if your energy is not behind something, you're not going to be a match for it being absolutely incredible. It's like, we have to do things that actually feel good and adjust our own energy and adjust our mindset and get our mindset into things or else, you know, I could give the same strategy to five different people and it's not going to work the same way. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to get in tune with our own energy and then create a strategy from that. Right. It's like, once we know ourselves and our mindsets behind it, the strategy will then become very clear. There's a hundred different ways to build a business, not even a hundred. There's a gazillion different ways to grow a business. And it's going to work for you when you follow what is your gut. Yes. You know, what is, feels good for you. And of course, then I come in and, you know, bring in other tools and tactics and things like Mm -hmm. that. So if someone is like, okay, they're trying to start an online business and they're like, they're so focused on strategy. Would you tell them like, don't worry about strategy now, focus on energy first. I would say that it's a healthy mix. So I would look at like, first of all, how do you feel about the strategy that you're using? Does it feel good? Or do you Mm. feel like you're just trying to force things right now? If you're just trying to force things right now, like there's a reason why it feels icky. And that's typically the marker that you're kind of off, Mm. off of your own intuition, off of what's really going to work for you. So I would say, go live your life, go have fun, go do something that makes you feel alive Mm. and then come back to it, sit down and say, what am I actually called to do? Like, what do I actually feel that little pull, that little tug of like, that would be really fun. I always say to start with a sentence starter of like, wouldn't it be fun if, Mm, I love that. Wouldn't it be fun if I had like a live event and I got to connect with all these people and actually hug them in person. Wouldn't that be so fun. Right. And like starting with that starts to get yourself out of the box and really see what ideas actually connect with your energy first. And then they are focusing on what they would enjoy versus what they see someone else doing because they might be watching someone else who is doing a live event. But if they were to say that sentence, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fun? They might be like, oh, wait, I don't want to do a live event. Maybe that's maybe that's not their thing. And they're so obsessed with someone else that they don't realize it does come down to what you enjoy. I also really love that you talk a lot about having fun because something I mentioned in a recent episode is that people sit at their desk all day long, like trying to come up with ideas. And I'm like, I've never had one of my best ideas just sitting in my desk. I have my best ideas when I'm like out living my life. And that's when I'm like, oh my gosh, light bulb moment. Not when I'm sitting like, please come to me, please come to me. Like that never happens. I love that so much. I love that you say that because it's so real. My motto is my motto is get shit done, still have fun. Always. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how we get the most shit done, right? It's Mm -hmm. like when we're actually having fun with it. And I look at like, especially with business, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm like, I'm in this for life. 
Uh like I'm not not giving up on this like this is literally my life's work so like I have to have fun doing it and you're exactly right like if I sit down like content ideas (laughs) not when it's gonna come you know it's gonna come when I live my life I go see something wonderful and then I'm just like in the shower one day and it all integrates and like comes in the Mm. idea and I feel like the energy of how if you're working towards some kind of online business or anything, the energy you put into the process is usually how it feels in the end. I feel like sometimes think, think about like a toxic relationship. You're trying so hard to get this relationship to work, but it feels really toxic, but you're trying to force it. What if it finally, you finally get it together. You're like, Oh, this feels really forced. I don't want it. Whereas when you go through something, you're like, you know what, I'm going to let this be very in flow, very aligned, very fun. Usually the outcome is also aligned and fun because the energy we match to the, I feel like the intention and the energy we match towards the work is usually how it feels in the end. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Like totally. 110%. <laughs> there's like no, there's no like button that you press when you get there where you're like patterns. Um, <laughs> you know? like, the patterns that you're in as you're building it are exactly the patterns that you're going to have mm-hmm. once you built it, you know? And like this for me was so huge. I mean, I had a really big uptick in my business when I first got on TikTok mm-hmm. and things just expanded really fast. But at the time I was very much in that more like masculine burnout, forcing, overdoing constantly. So once that thing happened that I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for. Like amazing. I was still in burnout. So I was mm. literally, I remember saying to myself, more success, more stress. That's literally like <laughs> how I felt about it. Cause I was still in the pattern. And, I, and then I had this huge moment with myself where I was like, oh my God, wait, once I achieve my vision, my, my problems are still there. Like my challenges are still there. My patterns are still there. Yeah, they are. So like, let's address those as we build instead of waiting for this like magical moment where you achieve your vision, and, like everything's perfect. Like, it's not, always I love like that. If you could go back and tell younger you, like how your life has changed, would she freak out? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, I feel like it's so far beyond anything that she could have ever imagined. No, but I think that she would be proud. Oh, she definitely would be proud. So if you have a picture of her, I (laughs) I love that. I see people do that. I'm like, I needed to do it. I love that. That's such a good thing to do. Like have a photo of younger you. Oh, that's- it keeps it keeps me really focused and like my intention in line like mm-hmm. when I when I talk to that version of me like this probably not you know I love that sometimes when I'm like being hard on myself I'm like oh my gosh little me would be like how could you do that so yeah I agree I if you had one final message to tell everyone like what you would want to leave them with what would be your one thing mm. I love that question I would say it's so simple you do you like really it's so real like what would happen if you just took time to yourself to be with you and to see what did you want to do next I love that honestly I feel like that was perfect so what's next for you do you have anything upcoming anything big going on that you want everyone to know about anything like that Oh, I feel like this is the first place that I'm like actually publicly talking about it. I don't know Ooh. when it's going to come out, but the next thing that I am launching from the Fully Alive movement is Magnetic Business. So that is basically my signature business program where I teach the energetics and strategy behind building a six-figure online business. I love and that. It if is- people are listening, is that something they can still like, they'll be able to sign up for if they want to? Yeah. 
Most definitely. So it hasn't publicly launched yet, but that's okay. the next thing that's coming. So I'm going to have a wait list um, and you can find more information about it on my Instagram. Perfect. So tell everyone everywhere to find you, give yourself a big, like shout out, <laughs> a big plug, all of that stuff. So I am on Instagram at Stephanie Elsperman, just my full name. And then on TikTok at, at the dot mindset coach. And there are links in my bio that have links to everything from the wait list to how to work with me one-on-one um, and the podcast. So I also have my own podcast, the fully alive podcast oh I love that okay I'll put the links to everything in the show notes too so everyone who's like okay I want to find her right now you could just go to the show notes and if when you're listening to this you'll have all of her links right there awesome you're so wonderful this has been such a great yeah this was super easy I felt like we were just chatting yeah I feel like I talked over you so many times I was like Lindsay stop (laughs) no I love it I want to I always have the urge to like ask back I'm like, like, so what about you? (laughs) That's one thing I always write down for myself. I was like, take a breath, Lindsay. Like I get so excited that I ask a question. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait two more seconds. So yeah, but I'm, I'm figuring it out, but yeah. I feel the same because I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like this has been really fun, really easy. Um, I think everyone listening is going to love you and they're going to be so excited to come uh, find all of your content and listen to your podcast. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been such a blast and I'm so grateful to connect. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone who is listening and I will see you all next Tuesday.